Welcome to Holistic Accountant Podcast, where we aim to showcase how adopting a holistic approach in accounting and tax maximizes value for clients. Beyond traditional tasks like preparing financial statements and tax returns, a holistic accountant focuses on offering advice that maximizes personal wealth on an after-tax basis. If you enjoy this episode, please consider leaving a rating and sharing it with those who might also benefit. And to ensure you stay updated, subscribe to our weekly email. The link is in the show notes. Okay, in this episode, Mina and I would like to talk about offering customer discounts. You know, when should you do it? Should you do it? How? What are some of the pros and cons and so forth? It's obviously tempting to offer a discount in order to drive more sales, but price is actually a really important aspect because often we use it as a signal of value, of quality and reliability, so sort of perceived value, if you like. And sometimes it can be a bit of a signal of status as well. So whilst we might think it might be good to reduce the price of a particular product or service, in the mind of the client, what does it do to the value of that product or service? Maybe it actually reduces it. And so sometimes increasing price actually sends a good price signal to your target customers. And sometimes that can be, it's counterintuitive, but it can actually be a better thing to do than offering really discounts. But anyway, let's talk about some of the pros and cons. First, let's talk about some of the downsides to discounting MENA. Yep, and the first is profitability. Now, it's great to sort of try to compete on price to get some more sales through the door, but what are you really doing to your net profit? And sometimes what you're actually making out of a product or service doesn't even you know, cover your risk involved in selling that product or service. So you really need to be very careful when offering discounts that you're not sort of hindering yourself or you're actually making a loss on the product. Yeah, it's possible you might have a loss leader, right? Correct. In order to attract more people into the business or even acquire new customers. But, you know, you've got to consider the longevity of that and maybe some of the other downsides that we're going to talk about. So one of them is perceived value. You diminish your perceived value of a particular product. In another way, putting it another way, it sort of cheapens your product to some degree. And of course, that's not a good thing to do. You know, there's some brands around the world that never offer sales or discounts because for that very fact, they don't want to cheapen their brand. They spend a lot of money on, you know, building perceived value of that particular product or brand and they don't want to destroy it by saying, hey, people, we're going to give you 15% off for this short amount of time. So you really want to be careful because it's something that, you know, it takes a long time and a lot of energy and and money really and sweat equity to build brand value, it's very quick to destroy it. The third downfall is customer expectations. Now, if you know that it's a brand or product that regularly goes on sale, why would you buy it at full price today when you know that in, in you know it could be a month or two months it will go on sale? It really cheapens your product and it's really a race to the bottom. So especially if you're a discretionary product, a product, you know, it could be a designer clothing line, why would you wait until you know, pay full price for it when you know you can get it 50% off in a month's time. just makes no sense. And linked into the perceived value element is the overall impact on your brand. So you might only reduce the price on a particular product or a particular line of products, but how does that affect your overall brand, your business image and so forth? And what does it say? What message does it send to the market? You know, does it send a message that we're sort of struggling, you know, that we need to boost sales just before 30 June or just before Christmas or something like that? Or what message does it send around the quality of those products as well? You know, is it just that 
they were inflated at their standard price and now, you know, you're being fair and you're offering a discount. So it's not just about, you know, a product-based issue. It's really thinking a bit wider than that and thinking about what is the overall impact on the brand. And sometimes discounting can be negative. Yep. And you can really attract the wrong customers by doing that, can't you, Stuart? Because it reduces your the loyalty of your current customer base because you're introducing a customer base or it could be a demographic or or, 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 or something else altogether all that is, doesn't fit your, your actual client target market. So, you know, you're attracting people that are price sensitive, people that are going to give you problems down the track, people that are not loyal to you. So offering a discount should really be taking into sort of strong consideration as to what could do to your current client or customer base. Now, there's some business models, of course, that are based on price, you know, being the lowest price in the market. Those business models require a lot of scale. So if that's your strategy, if that's your business model, it's fine. Maybe discounting is a big part of that. But for most people, and particularly small to medium businesses, it's not because they can't get the scale in order to sort of necessarily deliver on that price offering. So it's really important then to think about some of the negatives. Now, let's be devil's advocate now, Mina. Let's talk about some of the positives with discounting because, there, of course, there's going to be some benefits. And the first one is attracting new customers, you know, customers that might not have otherwise visited you. So maybe offering that discount is a good enough incentive for them to try your brand or try your product or try your service. It reduces the risk of doing so. And then if you're able to think of the lifetime value of that customer, so if you acquire a new customer and you can build some loyalty with them, and hey, you might sell that first product at a discount, but if that means that they buy product from you or the service from you for the next 10 years, what is the lifetime value of that customer? And so sometimes whilst we're taking a small haircut at the beginning in terms of offering that discount, in terms of generating long-term business value, it can be a positive thing. Yeah, definitely. And you look at, you refer to lost leaders previously, you look at businesses such as your chemist warehouses or could be a Woolies or a Coles, they sell, sometimes they sell a product at an actual loss just to get people through the door. And from there, if I use the Chemist Warehouse as an example, you know, they've got that client in their database, you, you know, whether they've dropped off a script or, you know, retained their business in terms of, you know, future repeats and so forth. So it's, it's not a bad process to go by if you're focusing on volume and getting new customers through the door. And another benefit is if you're trying to clear out dead stock. Now, if you've got a lot of stock that's, you know, just sitting on the shelf, it's obviously costing you money because it's not moving. Now, offering a discount on that particular product would serve you well to get rid of it rather than writing it off altogether. The next one is rewarding customer loyalty. And that might come into play, you know, if people are spending a certain amount over a certain period of time or... You know, the 10th product comes at a discount or, you know, those sorts of things to really reward the loyalty, reward people returning to you and, and making those repeat purchases. And another consideration is if you've got a new product that you're trying to introduce into the market and you, you might want to offer a discount, for example, to your current client base or customer base to, to, to get that product out there. And through that, you can, you know, people talk about that product. It's, it's, it's a form of advertising. So it's a way of getting it out there for you. And lastly, the other lots of benefits, but the ones that we want to talk about and identify in terms of offering discounts is potentially to promote referrals. So, for example, you might offer a particular discount on a particular service or product for a period of time if an existing customer refers 
someone to your business. And again, it might be a way of sort of promoting them or allowing them to sort of take the leap to try your product and service at a discounted price. And it gives a, a reason for the person to make the referral. So if I know that Mina's going to buy a new barbecue and barbecue galore is, is going to offer a 15% discount to him if I refer to him, it gives me a reason to mention that to him and, and make that referral. So there's obviously a lot of pros and cons when it comes to offering discounts, but our advice is always to play a long game. A strong business model doesn't require discounts. So if you know you offer a good product or service out there in the market, there's no reason for you to devalue yourself. You know, there's got to there's got to be a strong reason for you to offer a discount. You wouldn't do it in your day-to-day business. Yeah, I mean, for most people in small business, it's really about having a good business model that drives a premium rather than a discount. You know, if you can make more money than your competitor because you deliver more value, you do more for your customers or your product is better, that's really where the aim is and avoiding discounts, discounting wherever possible. Okay, that's it for us for this week. Until next week, bye for now.